Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hello and welcome to It Could Happen Here. This is Shireen and you are listening to the first of two parts of a little series I wanted to do about Yemen. I think um, I've been really interested in the history of countries that are currently in turmoil because understanding the history of how they got there is usually so important to understanding uh, their present. So Yemen is one of those places, I think, that is always in the news as experiencing something horrific. And uh, I wanted to know exactly how we got to where we are. So I wanted to focus on primarily uh, modern events in the last several years, for example, And so this first episode is going to cover everything up till 2018, and then our next episode will cover the years after that. But before we jump to the modern times, I wanted to do a chronology of some key events that had led up to uh, the 1990s, essentially. So we're going to rewind all the way back to the 1500s, I know. But still, this stuff is interesting to me. I hope it is to you too. Let's get into it. In the 1500s, the Ottomans absorb part of Yemen into their empire, but they're expelled in the 1600s. Centuries later, in 1839, 
Aden, Yemen's capital, comes under British rule, and then when the Suez Canal opens up in 1869, the city serves as a major refueling port. In 1849, the Ottomans returned to the north of Yemen. However, around World War I in 1918, the Ottoman Empire dissolves, and North Yemen gains independence and is ruled by Imam Yahya. After 30 years in power, in 1948, Yahya is assassinated. So many things happened in 1948, I swear to God that year is cursed. But anyway, after Yahya is assassinated, his son Ahmed fights off opponents of feudal rule and he succeeds his father. In 62, Imam Ahmed dies and he's succeeded by his son. However, army officers then seize power and they set up the Yemen Arab Republic. And this sparks a civil war between royalists supported by Saudi Arabia and the Republicans essentially that are backed by Egypt. In 1967, Britain withdraws from the south of Yemen after years of a pro-independence insurgency, and its former territories unite as the People's Republic of Yemen. In 1969, a communist coup renames the south of Yemen the People's Democratic Republic of Yemen and reorients it towards the Soviet bloc. The Soviet bloc, aka the Eastern bloc, for those that need a quick refresher like I did, it's also known as the Communist bloc, the Socialist bloc, and the Soviet bloc, and it was the group of socialist states in Central and Eastern Europe, East Asia, Southeast Asia, Africa, and Latin America that was under the influence of the Soviet Union that existed during the Cold War. In 1970, Republican forces in Yemen triumph in the North Yemen Civil War. In 72, There are border clashes between the two Yemens, the North and the South, and a ceasefire is brokered by the Arab League. In 1978, Ali Abdullah Saleh becomes president of North Yemen. He's going to be popping up a lot in this history and also uh, some modern times, so Saleh is a a name that we should uh, remember going forward. In 79, a year after Saleh becomes president, there is new fighting that begins between the two Yemens. In 86, About seven years later, thousands die in a power struggle in the South, which effectively drives the first generation of leaders from office. Haider Abu Bakr al-Athas then takes over and begins to work towards the unification of these two states in Yemen. However, this unification is pretty uneasy. In the early years, in the 1990s, after the reunification of Yemen in May of 1990, Ali Abdullah Saleh transitions from president of North Yemen, a post that he had held since 1978, to the president of the Republic of Yemen. At the same time, the Zaydi Shia group Ansar Allah, or the Houthis, gradually gain power, and the group's rise has, at this point, the tacit support of President Saleh. At this point, the Soviet bloc implodes. The tension between these former states endures, even though they're technically supposed to be united at this point. The former states of Yemen is what I'm talking about here. Soviet bloc is over. So in 1994, a civil war begins. Just years after the reunification of Yemen, the unintegrated armies of the North and the South face off, resulting in a brief civil war that resulted in the defeat of the Southern Army and short up Yemen's reunification. In May of July of that year, President Saleh declares a state of emergency and dismisses Vice President Ali Salem al-Baid and other Southern officials, who declare the secession of the South before being defeated by the National Army. A year later, 95, Yemen and Eritrea clash over the disputed Hanish Islands in the Red Sea. International arbitration awarded the bulk of these islands later to Yemen in 1998. 
This brings us to the 2000s, which introduces Al-Qaeda into Yemen, and I guess the rest of the world. But in 2000, President Saleh reaches a border demarcation agreement with Saudi Arabia, which is known as the Treaty of Jeddah, and he seeks to disarm the Houthis, whom he had previously viewed as a useful weapon against Saudi interference in Yemen. In October of that year, the U.S. naval vessel USS Cole is damaged in an Al-Qaeda suicide attack in Aden. 17 U.S. personnel are killed with this attack. In February of 2002, Yemen expels more than 100 foreign Islamic clerics in a crackdown on Al-Qaeda. In October of that year, Al-Qaeda attacks and badly damages the oil supertanker MV Limburg in the Gulf of Aden, and this kills one person and injures 12 other crew members, and it also costs Yemen a lot of money in lost port revenues. Between 2004 and 2010 is the Houthi insurgency, or the Houthi rebellion. Tensions run high at this point between Saleh's government and the Houthis after Saleh's border deal with Saudi Arabia. The Houthis are led by Hussein Badreddin al-Houthi at this time, and al-Houthi eventually leads a rebellion against the Yemeni government in 2004. In June through August of this year, hundreds die as troops battle the Shia insurgency that is led by Hussein al-Houthi in the north. Starting in June of 2004, Saleh's government begins arresting hundreds of Houthi members and issues a reward for Hussein Badreddin al-Houthi's arrest, the leader of the Houthis. This fighting continues until al-Houthi is killed in September of 2004. In 2005, between March and April, fighting between the Houthis, which are now led by Hussein's brother, Abdel Malik al-Houthi, and government forces surges, and this leaves hundreds dead. More than 200 people are killed in a resurgence of fighting between government forces and the supporters of the previously slain leader of the Houthis, Hussein al-Houthi, who had died before his brother had took power. And this fighting ceases after the sides reach an agreement, resulting in the surrender of the Houthis' top military commander. Between 2005 and 2006, these sporadic clashes between the government and the Houthis continue, but in March of 2006, President Saleh grants amnesty to 600 Houthi fighters. I think this is part of the reason that President Saleh goes on to win the 2006 election and remains president. However, in early 2007, the Houthi rebels and Saleh's government again find themselves at odds. Fighting continues for five months, and many are killed or wounded in the clashes between security forces and al-Houthi rebels in the north. This continues until rebel leader Abdel Malik al-Houthi accepts a ceasefire agreement with Saleh, and this happens in June 2007 with the help of Qatar. The ceasefire had not turned a year old when even more fighting breaks out between the government and the rebels. By July of 2008, Ali Abdullah Saleh declares an end to the fighting in the Houthi-dominated Sada governorate. In September of this year, an al-Qaeda attack on a U.S. embassy in Sana'a kills 12 people. Let's take our first little break before I forget, and we'll jump back in, um, see what happens next. Hold up. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. And we're back. Uh, we left off in September 2008 after an Al-Qaeda attack on a U.S. embassy killed 12 people. And in November of that year, police fire warning shots at opposition rallies in Sana. These demonstrators were demanding electoral reform and fresh polls. Between 2009 and 2010, as Operation Scorched Earth. In August of 2009, the Yemeni military launches Operation Scorched Earth to crush the Houthi rebellion in Sada. At this point, Houthi rebels begin fighting with Saudi forces and cross-border clashes. Tens of thousands of people are displaced by the fighting. This fighting continues until, after rounds of offers and counteroffers, Saleh's government agrees to a ceasefire with Abdul Malik al-Houthi and the rebels in February of 2010. The Yemeni military simultaneously carries out Operation Blow to the Head. Yes, Operation Blow to the Head. This is a crackdown on both the rebels and al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula, which are known as AQAP. Thousands flee the government offensive against the separatists in the southern Shabwa province. In September of that year, government forces besiege the governorate of Shabwa in southeast Yemen to root out the AQAP militants. By 2011, the Arab Spring reaches Yemen. 
In January, demonstrations calling for the end of Saleh's 33-year rule begin. Saleh offers some concessions, promising not to seek re-election, but the protests spread. Security forces and Saleh supporters launch a crackdown that eventually leaves between 200 and 2,000 people dead. There's such a huge discrepancy between the death toll because it's hard to know how many people are suffering, how many people die from these kinds of attacks, Um, especially when there's not a lot of international interference or international care, essentially. In April 2011, Saleh's General People's Congress, the GPC, agrees to a Gulf Cooperation Council broker deal to hand over power, but the president refuses to sign on. This prompts the influential Hashid Tribal Federation and several army commanders to back the opposition, after which clashes erupt in Sana. In June 2011, President Saleh is seriously injured in a bombing and he travels to Saudi Arabia for medical treatment. In September 2011, Saleh returns to the presidential palace amid renewed clashes. It is not until November 2011 that he signs a deal that states that his deputy, Adrabu Mansur al-Hadi, assume power and form a unity government. This unity government would include a prime minister from the opposition, and it's formed after months of protests. This same month, a U.S.-born al-Qaeda leader in Yemen, Anwar al-Awlaki, is killed by U.S. forces. In February of 2012, Hadi is sworn in for a two-year term as president after an election in which he stood unopposed. However, he is unable to counter the al-Qaeda attacks in the capital as the year goes on. 2014 is what's considered the years of the post-Arab Spring, and in January, the National Dialogue Conference concludes after 10 months of deliberations, agreeing to a document on which the new constitution of Yemen would be based. In February, a presidential panel approves of a political transition plan that includes a draft federal constitution for Yemen that organizes the country into a federation of six regions. This was aimed to accommodate the Houthi rebels and southern grievances. But the Houthis seize control of most of Sena in August of that year, and they reject the deal. Following two weeks of anti-government protests, President Hadi dissolves his cabinet and overturns a controversial rise in fuel prices. By October 2014, the Houthis take control of most of Yemen's capital, Sana'a. The following month, the rebels seize the Red Sea and the port of Hudaida. In January of 2015, after being placed under house arrest by the Houthis, Hadi resigns as president. Despite previous attempts to craft a power-sharing agreement between Hadi and the Houthis, the two had continued to clash. The Houthis later reject a draft constitution that was proposed by Hadi's government. A month later, the Houthis take control of the Yemeni government and appoint a presidential council to replace President Hadi, but this is a move that is swiftly denounced by the United Nations. President Hadi then flees the presidential palace in Sana'a and he escapes to his southern stronghold of Aden, and this is where he later rescinds his resignation, declaring himself the legitimate president and deems the Houthi takeover a coup. The month after that, in March 2005, the Islamic State claimed its first attacks in Yemen, which were two suicide bombings that targeted Shia mosques in Sena, the capital, and this resulted in 137 people being killed. The Houthis start an offensive against government forces and advance towards southern Yemen. President Hadi then flees Aden and takes refuge instead in Saudi Arabia. Shortly thereafter, the Houthis seize parts of Taiz, a city in southwestern Yemen. 
After repeated pleas from Hadi, who was still taking refuge in Saudi Arabia, a Saudi-led coalition of Arab states, including the United Arab Emirates, Egypt, Morocco, Jordan, Bahrain, Sudan, and Kuwait, initiates Operation Decisive Storm in support of the ousted president. The coalition launches airstrikes against Houthi targets, deploys small ground forces, and imposes a naval blockade in order to halt the Houthis' advance on Aden. The United States then announces its intention to aid in the coalition's efforts. In April, a month later, the coalition declares an end to Operation Decisive Storm. Saudi Arabia announces it would move on to a phase described as Operation Restoring Hope. Despite the announcement, the Saudi-led coalition continues to bomb Houthi positions, and the United States increases its arms sales for the Saudi campaign in Yemen. Let's take our second break, and we will be right back to continue this little history. So BRB. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Okay, we're back. And we are still in April of 2015 when the Saudi-led coalition continues to bomb Houthi positions and the United States increases its arms sales for the Saudi campaign in Yemen. This is after Saudi Arabia announced that it would move on to a phase described as Operation 
restoring hope. Despite the bombing campaign that the Saudis are carrying out, the Houthis capture the city of Uthuk, which is a small city and the capital of the Shabwa government in Yemen. It's also southeast from Sena, and it's not that far. It's only about uh, 450 kilometers south of Sena. After three Saudi officials die in a Houthi attack at the Saudi border, Saudi Arabia boosts its border security. The Houthi fighters also condemn a UN Security Council resolution imposing an arms embargo on the group, calling the decision an act of aggression. A month later, Ali Abdullah Saleh, the previous president, had been accused of siding previously with Houthi rebels in support of Hadi's ouster. In May, Saleh and Yemeni forces loyal to him announced a formal alliance with the Houthis. The Saudis and the Houthis then agree to a five-day humanitarian ceasefire. U.S. President Barack Obama convenes a GCC meeting, the Gulf Corporation Council, at Camp David to resolve the crisis in Yemen, but only two states send their leaders, which is very sad to me. A month later, we're in June of 2015, and the leader of the Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula, the AQAP, Nasser el Wahishi is killed in a U.S. drone strike in Yemen. A month after that, after months of fighting with Sunni tribesmen and AQAP militants, the Houthis take control of the entire Shabwa government. The following month, President Hadi returns to Aden after Saudi-backed government forces and those loyal to Hadi recapture the port city from Houthi forces. 2016 introduces some foreign intervention, which always sounds like a good idea. In April of that year, the UN sponsors talks between the Hadi government and the coalition of Houthis, as well as former President Saleh's General People's Congress. Between October of 2016 and May of 2017, both sides of the conflict allegedly break their ceasefires, the United Nations and others try to broker peace talks and political resolutions. The Houthis claim responsibility for firing missiles into Saudi Arabia, including the capital of Riyadh. Also in 2017, humanitarian agencies and watchdogs decry the Yemen crisis as one of the worst humanitarian emergencies in the world. There are thousands of civilians dead and wounded at this point, and there's also an outbreak of cholera and a potential famine that would also leave thousands on the brink of starvation. In November 2017, Saudi Arabia intercepts a missile fired towards its airport in Riyadh and blames the Houthis, Iran, and Lebanon's Hezbollah for escalating the war. A month later, after Saleh had reversed course and sided with the Saudi-led coalition, fierce fighting in Sana'a between the Houthis and the forces loyal to Saleh leaves the former president dead. Saleh is now dead. The Houthis at this point are controlling much of northern Yemen, but they still face stiff opposition from the Saudi-led coalition. President Hadi, whose loyalists control much of South Yemen, has called for a popular uprising against Houthi rule in the north. Saleh's son, who um, Saleh is the former president that has now died. Uh, the son is Ahmed Ali Saleh, and he has vowed revenge against the Houthis for his father's assassination. We're now in 2018, and a lot happens in 2018. This is the last year we're going to talk about, but there's a lot of months in 2018, so let's start with January. In January of 2018, in a firefight, the Southern Transitional Council, the STC, the United Arab Emirates-backed separatist movement, 
Uh, it seeks a revival of the formerly independent South Yemen, and it seizes control of Aden. Aden is Yemen's main southern city and government headquarters, and it was also the previous capital, if you remember, all the way back when. By March of that year, 22 million Yemenis require humanitarian aid. In February, the UN appoints longtime British diplomat Martin Griffiths as Special Envoy of the Secretary General for Yemen. Between March and May of 2018, fighting escalates along Yemen's western coast and dozens are killed in Saudi air attacks and security raids. A Saudi-led coalition drone strike kills Saleh Ali al-Samad, who was president of Yemen's Supreme Political Council, making him the most senior Houthi casualty since the coalition began its activities in 2015. International opposition to the coalition's operations grows after an air raid kills more than 20 people at a wedding party. In May, UAE forces take over the island of Socotra, occupying the airport and the seaport and causing tensions with Yemeni government officials. Between June and July of 2018, Yemeni President Adrabu Mansour al-Hadi meets with the UAE Crown Prince Mohammed bin Zayed al-Nayhan, and by July, the coalition launches an offensive on the port of Hudaydah. Between August and October 2018, International outrage over the Saudi-led coalition's war in Yemen grows after an air raid strikes a school bus, killing 40 Yemeni, mostly children. Public opinion of U.S. support for the war effort in the United States plummets, as it is reported that the bomb that was used in the air raid was U.S.-supplied. In October, U.S. resident and Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi is assassinated by Saudi agents in Istanbul, and this raises additional questions about the U.S. support for Riyadh's war on Yemen. U.N. efforts to mediate between the Yemeni government and the Houthi rebels in Geneva, Switzerland, are fruitless. At the end of 2018, November and December, the U.S. political establishment begins to have some unrest for withdrawing U.S. support from the Saudi-led coalition in Yemen. Former Obama administration officials, including the future Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, the future U.N. Ambassador nominee Linda Thomas-Greenfield, and the future National Security Advisor to President Joe Biden, Jake Sullivan, they all sign an open letter expressing remorse for their support of the war and urging all sides to end the fighting. Because a letter and thoughts and prayers is exactly what we need. In December of 2018, the U.S. Senate, for the first time, votes to invoke the War Powers Resolution to force the U.S. military to end its participation in the Yemen war. Later that month, after U.N.-mediated talks, the Yemeni government and the Houthis signed the Stockholm Agreement that includes prisoner swaps, a mutual redeployment of forces away from the Hodeida port, and a committee to discuss the contested city of Taiz. The ceasefire is set to take effect on December 18th of 2018. Overall, the Stockholm Agreement fails to achieve its goals, and neither side agrees to withdraw from Hodeida. This is where I'm going to leave you for today. Um, a really uplifting point. Uh, but tomorrow we'll continue on uh, starting in 2019, and it'll take us to present day, where a lot of shit is still happening. But I hope this little history of Yemen has given you an idea of how exactly a country can keep having so much unrest because of constant uh, leadership squabbles, to say the least, uh, and coup attempts and fighting and international intervention. 
So uh, that's all for today. And uh, you'll hear me tomorrow if you want to. Goodbye. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.